Welcome to a special edition of Inquire. I'm Don Wilkins. For the past couple of months, the Messenger Inquire has been working on a homeless project, conducting interviews with those who work with the homeless and the homeless themselves. In Davis County, the homeless are often referred to as the invisible population because they're not in plain view. You won't find them sleeping on park benches or living out of cardboard boxes along city sidewalks. Many homeless men and women find residents in Owensboro's emergency shelters or couch hop to keep a roof over their heads. In this first episode, you will be introduced to those personally impacted by homelessness. I started out at St. Benedict's Homeless Shelter, an all-male facility that houses up to 60 men per night. Last year, the shelter housed men from 171 different zip codes. Among those, 57% were from Davis County. And this is their stories. Uh, my name is Ron. I'm uh, 47 years old. Um, I'm from Ohio County, but originally from Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, I've been homeless for going on about five months now. And, uh, well, I've been trying to volunteer and push forward like everybody else does around here and try to get up off my feet. How did you become homeless? Well, I had a little nervous breakdown after losing a few family members and I really just couldn't handle it. So when did you learn about St. Benedict's? I mean, were you forced to, to live elsewhere? Well, believe it or not, my brother, he's a he's a ex-military and he stayed here for a while until he got up on his feet. And, uh, and from word to mouth, majority of people tell me about this place and, you know, it's you know it's got rules and regulations like everything else, but you know you abide by them. That it does it does get you up on your feet. Did you ever have to sleep outside? Yes, I have. I've slept out on the concrete. I've uh, passed out on many sides of roads too. And like I said, you know that was trying to kill a lot of pain. But like I said, I didn't realize what I was doing to myself and my surroundings by doing that, and I ended up being homeless. And this place sort of woke me up, you know. So when you, when you say you were uh, passed out on the side of the road, how'd you get there? Uh, you, well, I can't say hanging around the wrong people. I was trying to kill my own pain in certain ways. Um, I took a lot of stuff out on myself that was really unnecessary, and that's where I ended up, on the side of the road or in a ditch sometimes, uh, uh, a couple counties away from where I lived at. But that's been a while back, and... I try not to look back, look back at that, you know, but it's a reminder of what happens, you know. you got to sometimes take things, you know, take things by the hand and just uh, move on. Off and on, I've been here before, but like I said, this is the longest stretch that I've had here. Um, uh, and plus, I've uh, got medical issues too. My doctor's close to here to where uh, I get my spine looked at because I'm in pretty bad shape, you know. Um, pushing my body too far, too far too when I was younger, trying to make that dollar, you know, trying to make a living. During the day, um, whenever they, whenever they have you guys leave, what do you, what do you do? Where do you go? Go to the library, read, uh, get on the computer, um, try to learn the streets a little bit better, um, volunteer when you can, um, try to show people no bad, how, no matter how bad you get kicked down, you can be, you can pick yourself back up. Do you worry 
about any stigmatism or anything like that that comes with being homeless? Shop and stuff like that, yeah, because I see these younger cats coming in, and I'm thinking, thought to myself, you know, when I was their age, you know, I worked to get myself up out of the situation I was in, but now I'm in a situation, you know, I can't do the things I used to, but, you know, I try to see them from their point of view, too, from coming in here. Some of them, a lot of them do get jobs, and they move on. They, I mean, they get apartments. And, but some of them, you know, they relapse or whatever and they come back. You know, it's just, uh, it's having a place to come back to because some people are pushing situations they have no control over. Now, why, and whenever Harry approached you to want to talk, to be part of this, why, why did you decide that you'd want to talk to us? Because I've made it through some things that some people couldn't have made it through, I guess. He knows my situation. He knows uh, life hasn't been e I've, life hasn't been easy for me, and I've seen a lot of stuff. But I've seen people pull through it too. My name is Carl Paul. I am 45 years old. I first become homeless 2015. Over the courses of the years, I have been staying at St. Benedict's. How that came is I moved down here in 2015 with my sister and she had a house on East 22nd Street. Uh, me and it was just me and her in the house and it was like a five bedroom house so we couldn't keep the bills up so we end up losing the house. That's when I first heard about St. Benedict's. I came to St. Benedict's and she moved in with her boyfriend. Over the course of the years, I have been in and out of St. Benedict's. I have worked for carnivals. I would leave. And then once carnival season was over, I would come back here. But now, uh, my carnival days are over. I work at the Miller House. I'm just about to move out of St. Benedict's and get my own place. St. Benedict's has been uh, really, really good to me. Uh, like I say, the staff here are, are caring. Uh, they'll do anything they can to help you out. Uh, as far as you getting a, a job or if you need rehab or whatever it is, they, they go that extra mile to help you out. Now, where are you originally from? Oh, I'm originally from Cave City, Kentucky. But I've, I moved out of Cave City and went to Lexington. And from Lexington, I came here to Owensboro. So yeah, what do you do um, during the day? During the day, like the shelter closes at eight o'clock in the morning. And I usually go down to the library and I get on the internet, which at the library, uh, the library down there knows that uh, the, most of the guys from the shelter. So if we need a library card, they give us one to get on the internet. So I usually take three hours on the internet and then I usually go down to uh, Smothers Park, or we have uh, 
we have a thing with the YMCA where we can go there and work out or do whatever we want to. And then I usually, I have to come in early, which is about 5.30 because I have to do an early chore. I have to set up and make tea and stuff like that for the guys for when they come in. How long have you been at the job? Oh, I have been at the Miller house uh, about four months now. So was it very difficult to, to, to find a job there after, after you quit the carnival life? I've had several different jobs. I've went from fields, working at fields, to uh, working down at Holiday Inn to the Miller House. So uh, there is plenty of jobs here in Owensboro. You just have to be willing to go out and, and get them. I went out yesterday and I met with a woman about an apartment. Now all I'm waiting on is a background check from her and then she will get back with me and I will be moving out of the shelter. But if when I do move out of the shelter, I'm gonna continue, I'm still gonna come back here to volunteer at the shelter because I mean the shelter has done, has done a lot for me. I mean if it wasn't for this shelter we none of the 60 guys that stay here would have any place to go to. What do you think you'd be without St. Benedict's? Oh I would probably be out on the street sleeping under a bridge or something like that. After my interviews with Ron and Carl I thought I was done for the day but when I stepped outside into the St. Benedict's parking lot, I met Donald. My name's Donald Monarch II. I'm 30 years old. I uh, originally grew up and born and raised in Indiana. I've been homeless since October of 2017, technically. I uh, was staying with a girl, and like all stories, you know, a girl's involved, so she kicked me out after getting some money from me for rent and stuff. and. October is when I started living in motels and staying in a vehicle I had at the time and staying with friends and stuff and then ended up down here after being up in an Evansville shelter. Ended up down here in January, walked uh, 231 in Indiana all the way here almost. And the police stopped me, gave me a ride to Christney, Christney Sheriff gave me a ride out here to Owensboro. OPD brought me to St. Benedict's and that was in mid-January. And then after mid-January I ended up uh, Staying down here till February, stayed with a buddy of mine. He kicked me out for unknown reasons. Come back down here and in May, was able to get my license back after three years. And then in June 29th, I ended up buying me a uh, car. Was able to get up on my feet like that. Attributed to you being homeless in the first place? Uh, the girl there that I was staying with in October, she, uh, me and her had gotten into it a little bit and she finally, I guess, just wanted to move on with her life. and took my uh, whole paycheck I got the first of the month and kicked me out. So do you have, I mean, do you have any family that you could lean on or? I do, but me and my family is kind of estranged. We, uh, me being homeless and making some of the bad choices from the past kind of helped break the ties between us. You were you living out on the street or in your vehicle or? Yeah. Talk about that experience. I slept in Smothers Park for almost two weeks. Uh, Where did you sleep at there? I slept behind a little spot up there near uh, the motel that's up there. I can't remember the name of it. I slept up there and I actually had one of the workers come up to me and told me that 
because I kept myself clean, I didn't trash the place, I didn't leave cigarette butts laying around, that uh, the supervisor up there was all right with me being there as long as I kept things, you know, low-key and didn't do anything I shouldn't be doing. I didn't drink, I don't do drugs. Did you, what kind of shelter were you using? Uh, just the gazebo that's up there. I pretty much was open to the elements the whole time. If it was hot, I felt it. If it was cold, I felt it. If it rained, I tried to find another place to go. Which, you know, Owensboro, if you're not familiar with the area, it's hard to find places to sleep when it's, you know, raining and there's no available beds in a shelter. I'd been here off and on since January. I've probably been here a total of five times. And most of the time, leaving here was my own choice. And I can tell people, you know, words of wisdom, even if they don't want to take it from anyone else, take it from me that if you get in a place like St. Benedict's and it's good for you and it's helping you out, stay. Until you get your feet up on, on you and you get you an actual apartment, stay where you're at and make sure you get that, that money to get yourself in a home because it ain't fun living on the streets. The stigmatism of, of homelessness, are, are you, have you seen that or felt that? Oh yeah, I was visiting a buddy right down the road here and the uh, landlord come in and goes, you people are the reason I don't like renting to uh, lower class. I just kind of stood there looked at him and I said, you people? He goes, well, the homeless people, the, the, the bums and druggies. I said, hold up, man. I said, because we're homeless doesn't mean we're bums, doesn't mean we're druggies. Yeah, we're on the lower end of, of the wealth scale, don't get me wrong. But there's a whole nother demeaning to it. You know, when, you, when people throw those terms out, they don't realize that, they, I guess they don't really see the whole side that those of us who are there see. Not all of us are bad people, you know. Just because we have a backpack on and we walk the street doesn't mean we're homeless. Or just because we have a backpack and walk the street doesn't mean we're a bum. There's a whole different world out there than what people realize. Some people live sheltered lives, I understand that. Other people see the world for what it is, and then there's those of us who live it for what it is. I've got three things that keep me going every day. My children, my faith, and the love of people that know and care about me just like I care about them. There's people that I give rights to every day that I don't ask much from them. Maybe five bucks to keep my tank going or a pack of cigarettes. Just because I know they're like me, they ain't got much. But we still try to help each other out because we're like family. Now, how long have you been disabled? I've been uh, disabled technically since 2011 or 2010 is when they finally diagnosed me with a disability. Uh, what do you attribute the disability to? Uh, mental health. I wasn't like everybody else growing up and I got bullied and picked on and it pretty much messed me up mentally and physically and I will say this homelessness and being different is about the same. After talking with homeless men, I wanted to speak with women who had experienced homelessness to get a different perspective. What I learned was that women weren't as willing to share their story. But at the Daniel Patino shelter, I found Monica. My name is Monica. I'm 27. I'm from Arizona. Um, I was pregnant, so I came out here uh, to get away from Arizona. Uh, me and my sister had a fallen out, and she put my son into foster care. So I came here to get my stuff together and get him back. So uh, how did you how did you find your way? What brought you here to Owensboro specifically? My sister lives here. Okay. Um, so so how long have you been here? Almost four years. Been here. Well, how long have you been here at the shelter? 
Almost two. Okay. Uh, so what has the, how has the shelter helped you get back on your feet? Well, I was able to uh, pay off old debts to apartments in Arizona, get that off my credit score. I've saved up money to be able to move into an apartment. I've almost finished paying off my car. I've kept my job. I got my son back. How did you find out about the Patino shelter? I don't even remember. I think one of my managers at McDonald's had told me about it. So I called <clears throat> and they had an open bed, so. So where, where were you ever, did you ever find yourself living outside or anything? Yeah, I was sleeping in my car for five months. Okay, so how, how was that? Was it during winter time? So? Yes. We actually came here in November, so it was cold. It was getting too cold to sleep in a car, so that's when we came here. But they didn't have any family rooms open, so my husband went to St. Benedict's. And then a couple days after I had been here, a family room opened up. So we got a family room, and then we got our son back in January after we got here. The staff here really cares. They're uh, very helpful if you need help with anything. Um, they try and help. They like to joke around. Most of them have been where we are, so they know um, like how crappy it kind of feels sometimes. So, uh, I mean, they're there just to joke around or to listen or. Um, if you do need help, they'll help you. Um, some of them are just like little cheerleaders. Like now that we're moving out, um, a lot of them are just, they said they'll cry because they love my son, but we've been here a while, so they've gotten to know my family real well. Yeah, I think there has been, and I think there will be for a while. What, what, what do you think people should know about, about being It married? happens to everybody. Like, you lose a job, and then you can't, <clears throat> you can't pay your rent, and you have nothing. I mean, situations happen, life happens. It's nothing to be ashamed. How quickly did it happen for you? Over a couple of days. Are you going to continue to live here in Owensboro? Are you going to yeah, here? we're going to stay in Owensboro. That's where my job is. That's where his school is. So. And, and so, um, so talk about what today means to you. A lot. We've uh, we've gone through a lot to get to this point. Uh, we're just. We're excited, super excited actually. We're gonna miss uh, some of the staff and some of the residents, but definitely time. Time to have our own family space and just get to be. 
takes a lot of strength to stay the course that you're going and get to where you need to be. Did you ever think that, that this day would come? I was hoping, but some days I wasn't so positive about it, but we kept going. So are, were you, are you moving into an apartment? Mm -hmm. okay. And now you're, your husband, does he have a job? No, he's actually going to OCTC to get his GED. What is your outlook right now on life? Pretty great. I'm excited for a new adventure. I would like to thank the residents of St. Benedict's and the Patino Shelter for sharing their stories and helping to create awareness about homelessness in Davis County. If you would like to donate or become a volunteer, call St. Benedict's at 270-541-1003 and the Patino Shelter at 270-688-9000. Join us next week for part two of our homeless project. You will hear from those who work with the homeless and are trying to make a difference. Until next time, I'm Don Wilkinson. Good day for Inquire.